0: Welcome to the Preserve Your Past podcast, where we'll explore all things related to the creative process of writing your stories for future generations. I'm your host, Melissa Ann Kitchen, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I believe that your personal history is a priceless gift for family, friends, and generations to come. Whether you consider yourself a writer or not, we are discussing the topics that help with every step of the process like how to mine for the juiciest story ideas or how to refine them into polished final drafts you'll be proud to share let's face it sure your stories can be overwhelming but i've got you covered we all have a lifetime of memories to share so why not save yours to pass along let me help you leave your lasting legacy Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today I have a topic that is near and dear to my heart and maybe, if it's possible, even a little bit more personal than some of my other podcast topics have been. Today we're going to be discussing when preserving the past through powerful stories was most important to me in my life. And in reflecting on my past and thinking about the times in my life where family stories and personal stories really mattered to me, I realized there was clear, specific times in my life when the passion and the drive to preserve the past or even to connect to the past through stories was strongest. So today I'll be sharing five of those first few that came to my mind. You all know me by now that I love to tell a good story, and I can see the stories everywhere. So we could go on and on. But for today, I picked some that really stood out, that I felt exemplified some of the most important times you all might also uh, be searching for those stories or when those stories might have been important to you. So I'd like to begin now um, with those five that came to mind. The first time that I remember in my mind as I think about this, um, that was an important time for me was as a small child, first bonding with my family and realizing at that moment in life when you realize that there was life before you, before you were born, things happened. And I think that's a fascinating time to go through and to kind of think about how that felt or or how cure, the curiosity of knowing what that was like before you right so that maturity of realizing things happened before you but then knowing those stories and and trying to see your parents in the light of them being something different than what they are now and even as grown adults i think that we could all say there are times when we ch- are challenged to think about our parents before they were our parents So I remember stories of my parents' childhood or learning about stories how they met or maybe it was stories about my grandparents and their life. Anytime we were sitting around a table and stories were being told, I hung on to every word. And I'm really blessed to say that I came from a family that loves sitting around the table and loves storytelling. And I've talked about that a bit in other episodes. But it was really something that as the first grandchild, I remember feeling welcomed into the family and a part of the family by being part of that circle around the table and listening to the stories and being fascinated by it. And I realize now that connecting to the past was important to me even at those first young ages of realizing something happened before me. And so it's interesting when you think about those first stories, right? Things that you learned about your parents. When I thought of this, the first thing that came to mind was a story um, of my mom that I'm sure I was older when she shared it because they would not have wanted to share this story that she had skipped school And it was a story about her and her friend. They were in high school. They skipped school. And it just so happened that the day that they had skipped school, which from what I'm gathering was not the only time she skipped school, but (laughs) one of her stories was that they skipped school the same day that Kennedy was assassinated. And so as this awful story is unfolding in the world, She and her friend are out, I don't know, roller skating at Whalen Park. I don't know what they were doing. I just remember they were out having a day for themselves and did not realize that school had been let out early because they had dismissed all the students to go home when the news broke that he had been assassinated. And she and her friend did not make it home on time. And so when they came home in the evening or in the afternoon – uh, it was as if they didn't realize what had happened and they had gotten caught. And I remember that story. Of course, I don't know all the details, <laughs> um, but I just remember that story alone of seeing my mother in a bit different light and thinking of her as a young girl out having fun with her friends was really was really interesting to me and fun. So that's the first time when I was realizing that there had been a life before I had been born. <laughs> The next time that I remember stories being really important to me, and and I mean personal stories, was when I was 11 years old, I received a birthday present from my uncle who lived in California at the time. He was in the Navy when he was younger and uh, ended up staying out on the West Coast. And so we saw him at holidays, and he was a sweet man, and I was really Connected with him and close to him, but we didn't see him all that time. But for my birthday, he never, never forgot my birthday when I was younger. And I remember when I was about 11 years old receiving a diary from him in the mail. And this is when I began documenting my own stories. And these included my feelings and my goals and the lessons I was learning. And maybe it included me whining about something that wasn't going my way. But it gave me a place to document things and put down what was happening in my life. And I remember as I was growing being embarrassed by them, right? You look back on these stories from your childhood that you wrote in your own penmanship in your own words but i also remember looking back even as a early teen or a teenager at each entry and seeing the growth that i gained in the everyday moments and also to see the bigger life events that happened at that age and how i might have changed from that but i think especially those everyday moments that you see when you're when you're writing in a daily journal is is pretty amazing, and thinking now about how fast you grow at that age, I'm sure that even at the age of 13 reading it, I felt like a different person, or the age of 15 reading it, I felt like a different person. I still have that journal. I will be linking this podcast to the blog that has the picture of my childhood dur- journal that was from 1979, it had the little key and the lock, um, so I'm sure that I definitely could see the changes even as I was getting older, and I did keep this, and I don't have a lot from the house we grew up in. I don't have a lot of my belongings and whatnot, but I do have that journal, and, and it's still some parts of it might be a little bit cringeworthy, but... <laughs> um, because I'm still that person inside of me, but I can look at it and and appreciate those memories and the friends that I went through life with and the difficulties that I saw when I was that age or the celebrations that I saw and the wonder that I saw. And I think that's the gift of putting down your thoughts and feelings, um, even at a young age. So that was the second. The third time that stories were important to me Was between was at the onset of my 18th year. So at the age of 18, I shared earlier that I lost my mom. Um, She was 37 years old. She passed away suddenly from an aneurysm. And I was a senior in high school. And it was the April of my senior year of high school. And I write about this in my book. There's a chapter that I actually included um, that shares the evening, uh, that she passed and my memories of it in my own words. Um, so from that point on, we, we lost my dad four years later. And so from those two big events, I realized that for the first time stories could be double edged. And I believe that anyone who's lost a family member knows that often part of the grieving process is sharing the family stories. And this is such an important process in the loss of both parents, or it could be aunts, uncles, friends. Um, It could be pets, right? We, We share stories to stay connected. And so I remember at that age really clinging to those stories. That was so important to hear other people's stories of my parents, being able to share my stories of my parents and their memories. But, and that was the beautiful part of the stories that we could, that we could grieve together through story. But then there was another piece to that, that meant that as children, we didn't have stories any longer in our parents' own words. And so, When I look back at, like, even what I said, number one was knowing that there was a life before ours, that concept was now kind of a dead end. My parents weren't there to tell me the pieces of their life that happened before me that I didn't know yet, or even that were happening as I was a child. As a young mom, I didn't have the stories from my mom's mouth of, yes, it was a challenge, to be a new mom or remember how we went to the Cape and she lived in the winter time in a very.
1: If you are someone who loves the thought of collecting memories of preserving your past, whether it's through writing stories, whether it's through conversations, whether it's through any kind of project that can help you to preserve those details of your past and the stories that get passed along through the generations, then I have the place for you. I would love to see you join me over at Preserve Your Past, Share Your Stories, my free Facebook group where you can join like-minded people to help you get your stories down on paper for future generations. Now, this group is for people who are in the process of collecting their stories, whether you are writing down your personal stories to preserve your past or collecting the memories and you just want to work through remembering loved ones and making sure that those details that you had, the experiences that you shared with them are never lost, this is the place to be. We talk about everything to do with preserving those memories and preserving your past. And weekly, we have a live event where I do a mini lesson or a conversation that is live in our Facebook group. Daily, you'll get some prompts, some quotes. And on top of it all, you'll have a community where you can share your favorite memories, ask questions on how to work through preserving those, and just be with like-minded people. So again, join me over at Preserve Your Past, write your stories. You'll find the link for the community in the show notes to this podcast, and I can't wait to see you over there. Come join us.
0: Quiet, desolate part of Cape Cod that was pretty much shut down in the winter with the, you know, two, at the time, two children, my dad working. And I just wish that when I was going through some of my challenging parenting times, I could have chatted and heard how, what it was like for my mom in her words. But so while stories are amazing for the grieving process, when we don't have those, that can be a little bittersweet and challenging. Because remember too, at that time, um, that was before Facebook, that was before email. That was before Instagram. So people weren't really putting a lot of physical evidence uh, on onto any kind of electron. Well, we definitely weren't putting any it into electronics. And aside from various photos and oral stories told by others, I feel like it was also a time where people weren't using the daily journals as much. Adults weren't writing in those as much as they had in previous generations. We have some of that from my grandfather and my grandmother. Um, and maybe people did it like in their teens and 20s. But so there wasn't a lot of that from my my parents written down, which is why I think like recipe cards and my mother's handwriting. Um, I talked about in the last one finding some information that was in my dad's writing in his base case on you know, for a a set list for a wedding. So anything that we found that was in their words or in their writing was really um, important to us. And I've mentioned this as my why, but this is really a big part of what drove me to start documenting more of my stories in my own words for my boys, but also why I am on this mission to help you all write your stories. Because I really do feel like part of it is for you to put Your words down and help you do that. But it's also for the children and the next generations to not have to miss their parents by not having those stories. As many as we can do. We'll never have all of it. And that's a whole nother episode. There will be secrets. There will be stories that aren't told. But it would be really nice if we could put as much of that down so that when we are gone, our children or our future generations or our family, any of them, have something to remember us by, to feel connected to us still. Um, And so that was a really important time when my parents passed that it really became quite evident that stories were treasures to me. Uh, Another time in my life, the fourth time I'm sharing, is after the loss of a very dear friend to breast cancer. So, while my boys were in school, uh, my youngest was uh, really into baseball. And so I was the mom who did the uh, baseball association. I helped out as secretary. I helped out the team with things and I was very involved. And one of my friends um, that was another officer who also was a mom who sat next to me through, I mean, any baseball parents or sports parents or even music parents know you're spending a lot of time with the other parents when your children are doing activities. So we had sat beside each other for hours and hours and hours and our group became very close. We were really uh, just a really close knit group of friends with the boys all and girls all really enjoying each other's company also. So when this friend passed away from cancer, sharing stories within our group of friends helped us to process the loss and was also, I believe, a powerful way to help her live on in our community. Because when she passed, it was evident not only just to us as friends, but to our children and to the structures and routines that we had created as a community. And so, all of us were mourning the loss of this person who was a mom like us. And I think we felt so many sides of this, right? Your fear of being the one left, um, the fear of leaving your children. For me, seeing her children go through what I had gone through. And so even the stories that way were really important to be able to share with her children, her, our memories of her with our children, was also a really important piece for me personally for them to know. And it's actually, and I'm sorry I'm getting choked up, but it's actually one of the things that I really want to um, create as a way for me to help people to gather when someone in the community is last or a friend is last, to gather stories specifically for the children to have of their parents. And that was something That when I look at, again, stories being important to me, I talked about my parents passing away. As an adult, when I am around friends of my parents or around my aunts and uncles, and they share a story with me that I didn't ever hear before, that's one of their memories of my mom or my dad, man, it's powerful. And I've been really blessed lately to be reconnecting with some of these people, and I think probably because they know that I'm on this mission and it's been much more public now, I'm having people reach out with really cool stories of my mom or my dad. Uh, I will be writing about some of these more, but it's simple things about just my dad being silly and cracking up one of our friends Um, and People are sharing pictures with me from when he was a Boy Scout uh, den master and just different items that they remember of things he said or, or even my mom and things she loved and things that happened when they were together. So just those stories from a peer of theirs now means so much, especially because they're telling me stories of my mom that I can now look at from an, as an adult as I mentioned, not having those experiences or stories in her words of what it was like to be a new mom. But now as an adult to hear those stories from friends of theirs that were adults, it's just a really, a really neat experience. So after losing anyone is a big deal, but having a friend leave the her children behind really hit me and that was another time when when the stories we shared of her and the stories we shared with her children uh, was important and finally (laughs) the fifth time that stories were important in my life was when my boys were babes and it started with me recording their childhood milestones in baby books And then grew into me wanting them to know the people that came before them and the stories of the family that they knew, as well as the stories of those they had never met. Because remember, they did not know my parents, but yet my parents were always a big part of my bringing them up. Like they knew them through me. It was never something that I was afraid to talk about with them. So stories were one of the ways I could do that. It helped me connect my parents to my boys for me purely, (laughs) but it also was an important way for me to connect it with them. And I know it meant a lot to them. And I love doing this for them to see the parts of them that they have that remind me of my dad or the parts of me that I see that remind me of my mom that I can laugh about or share. And so having them see not just my husband's family and how he is like them or the stories he ha- they have of them, but also um, the stories for my parents that they didn't meet. Uh, so there's just something about when you have children or nieces and nephews even that you want to kind of connect. And I call it bridging the past and the present. But I really felt like it just was so important in a new way for me to bring those stories from my past and the stories of my own life um, so that they would have my words when I'm gone but also to share some of the lessons for them to see that life is challenging no matter who you are but that you can overcome hard things or you know we all go through times that are wonderful and beautiful and times that can be messy and ugly Um, So I think stories with our children is another reason why we share them is for that purpose. Also, I wanted them to see that life is full of good and bad, love and loss, challenges and victories, and through the real life examples of courage, of resilience, that they would know that these challenges and celebrations are an inevitable part of life. But like any good story, it's the journey through the difficulties that get us to that part. And those are what matter most. So these are five examples in my life. And as I went through, I like I mentioned, I could have thought of so many more. And I guess that is just shows that us, we as humans, that stories matter and they help us to process life as well as to connect with one another, right? So we connect the past, the present, and the future. And writing your personal stories doesn't need to be held off for for old age or reserved to just collecting your parents' stories, which I know is very common and it's a normal time for when we think we should be writing these stories down as our parents' age. But I want you to think about all of these examples I gave. The loss of the friend, the boys knowing their past, the, even the daily growth you can see in a journal. Just thinking of the fact that your personal stories don't need to wait for old age or just for that collecting of other stories. Start where you are while the memories are fresher, and then your children or your next generation will be blessed by even more detailed memories and your words to look back on when they miss you. And with that, I'd like to leave you with a few questions to think about, and I'd love if you shared this in the blog or on my contact page at melissaandkitchen.com. but I'd like to know what some of your times were when personal or family stories meant the most to you, and I'd also love to hear who will your stories mean the most to So both sides. You can put that on the contact page on my website or you can find me at Melissa Loves History on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear the times when your personal or family stories meant the most to you. Wasn't that a fun episode? I enjoyed our conversation so much. And if you would like to continue our conversation, be sure to follow this podcast and share with friends. This helps share the mission of preserving the past with stories. Want more tips, tools, and inspiration? Head over to MelissaAnnKitchen.com. And as always, let's get writing your powerful personal stories.